Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gear, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, June 6th. 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Kate Spade, Michael B. Jordan, David Cassidy, Mike, Miley Cyrus, Jerry Seinfeld, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me. Like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Gear, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656. 2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment.radio. Follow us on, on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 69 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's on the phone lines, on the computers, in the chat room. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Also, thank you for all the listeners who's been there from the beginning, who's been tuning in week after week, every Wednesday afternoon. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I broadcast from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern here on Blog Talk Radio. 
as usual, we always got a lot to talk about as far as the weekend entertainment goes. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the sudden death of fashion designer Kate Spade. Uh, she was found uh, in her New York City apartment. She, uh, apparently she had uh, committed suicide. Uh, everybody's talking about that because they couldn't figure out how a successful fashion designer like her end up taking her life, but we'll give you the latest on it. Also this week, we're going to be talking about uh, Michael B. Jordan. Um, Michael B. Jordan said that he feels that he is good enough to earn roles written for his white counterparts. In other words, he stopped auditioning for roles that are tend to go for black actors. He only goes for the roles that are written for white actors, and I'll tell you the reason behind it. Also, um, David Cassidy, we just found out some very interesting news. David Cassidy made a shocking confession a week before his death, where, you know, before they were talking about that he had some issues with dementia, well, that wasn't the case when it came to him. I'll tell you the reason, the real reason. Also, uh, Miley Cyrus is teaming up with Converse to create a new collection of kicks uh, to for gay pride, uh, inspired by gay pride. She's, um, she's trying to launch this uh, non-profit, uh, organization to combat youth homelessness and support for the LGBT community. And also, funny man Jerry Seinfeld, you ever seen his online show, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? It's it's, it's a great uh, show. I, I remember the first season when he had uh, former President Barack Obama on the show. He had uh, several of his comedian friends like uh, uh, Chris Rock, he had Stephen Colbert. He had a, 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 a who's who's in the comedian world. Well, apparently he's being sued for his show, and I'll tell you the reason behind that. Also, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Cardi B. Apparently, you know, before she became a reality star and before she became a successful rapper, she was also a stripper. Well, she is calling on authorities to reopen her old strip club uh, after it was uh, closed down by the local police. Well, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Hit it! All right. Uh, you know, the sudden death of fashion designer Kate Spade came to a shock to everyone, especially in the fashion community. Uh, Kate Spade was only 55 years old. Uh, Tuesday morning, her housekeeper's come, her housekeeper comes into the apartment and finds uh, Kate Spade had uh, killed herself, committed suicide. Uh, she found her lifeless body in the apartment, and people are wondering what happened, what went wrong. Uh I know that uh, Kate Spade became famous because she was known for her uh, she she was known for her incredible accessories. She was known for her handbags, her jewelry, her watches, her scarves. She was she was put on the map because of her uh, iconic uh, handbags. And you know to give you to give you some statistics about the suicide rate for women. 
because again, Kate Spade was only 55 years old. Uh, they said that uh, that the suicide rate for middle-aged women, eight women ages 45 to 65, is up 63 percent. And they said that suicide is the tenth leading cause of death in the United States. And each year, 45,000 Americans die by suicide. And for every suicide, there is 25 attempts. And they said that because of the stigma surrounding uh, suicide, it always leads to being unreported. Um, And this is according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, Kate Spade apparently... um, they suggest that, again, like I said, she she had died in her parents' suicide. They found her. Uh, she had hanged herself in her New York City apartment, and she was found by her housekeeper. Emergency services were called, but the, by the time the first responders got there, she was pronounced dead at the scene. She was born Catherine Brosnahan in Kansas City, Missouri. She began her fashion career after working at Women Magazine Mademoiselle in the 1980s, and she launched Kate Spade Handbags with Andy Spade, the brother of comedian David Spade, in 1993. Now, the couple, they wed in 1994. They went on to expand the brand to include clothing, jewelry, and home goods with Kate Spade, New York, now boasting retail stores around the world. Now, she sold off the remaining stores in her namesake company in 2006 and took a step back from her career to raise her daughter, Frances, who was born in February of 2005. Now, Kate, who niece is the um, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel actress, Rachel Brunahan, she made a fashion comeback in 2016 with a new brand of designer, uh, items called Frances Valentine, which was named after her only child. And during her career, she was honored by officials at the Council of Fashion Designers of America, who awarded her the American New Fashion Talent in Accessory title in 1996 and in 1998, where they crowned her Best Accessory Designer of the Year. She was also named one of the most creative people in the business by Fast Company magazine editors last year. So it's just so sudden. Uh, Kate Spade's sister, Rita Sappho, she has now broken her sounds after the – after the uh, fashion designer had passed away in an apparent suicide, in an email that she sent to the star, she revealed that her sister suffered from mental illness for the last three or four years and was self-medicating with alcohol. Now, Rita wrote that her apparent suicide was not unexpected by her, adding that her family had tried very hard to help her to no availability. Uh, This is what she said. She said, quote, I come so very close to getting her to go in for treatment. I've spoken with them on the phone, not telling them exactly who the patient would be. They agreed to fly in and talk with her and take her with them to the treatment center. She was all set to go, but then chicken out by the morning. Recalling that she told her sister she would be a patient, too, if Kate went with them. In the end, she didn't go to the treatment center and feared that it would affect the image of her happy-go-lucky brand. And what did I just mention? The stigma behind suicide goes unreported. It goes unreported. Um, 
Rita has suggested that her sister might have planned to commit suicide after watching news of actor Robin Williams. Remember, he, he died in 2014, saying that she kept watching it and watching it over and over, and she says she thinks the plan was already in motion even as far back as then. So she she has some issue, and but most of the people are saying that um, she was going through a divorce from her husband. Uh, she, he wanted a divorce. She didn't. She fight. She fought very hard to not uh, that her marriage was not going to end up being a divorce. Um, but the, they said that she had battled with depression for the longest, and uh, they said again that her depression or her parents' suicide was fueled by her husband's desire for a divorce. Now, her husband Andy Spade. He had moved out of their Upper East Side home and was living at a nearby apartment. And again, he had wanted this divorce. Um, she considered, uh, again, Kate Spade was one of the world's most fashion designers and known for her signature sleek handbags. And she left this note telling her daughter before she did the act, she left a note for her daughter telling her that. Her death was not her fault And she also instructed her daughter To seek answers from her father A police source said That trouble at home fueled Spade's decision To take her own life Um, You know a lot of people have said You know why did she do that I mean how could she Didn't she think of her daughter But um, A lot of times you know When you think of suicide It's it's a mental it's, 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 It's some health issues going on and according to her sister, she's she been trying to do this for the longest. She had some issues, but she did not want to get any help because of the stigma behind it. And I feel bad for her her daughter because, you know, her daughter is going to say, you know, her daughter might feel a certain way towards her father now because she's going to say, well, Dad, you know what, is this your fault that Mommy's not here anymore or you the cause of it? What if she becomes bitter uh, towards her father? So it's it's sad, really a shame, and um, you know it's you know if 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 you if you're listening to this broadcast and if you are in a crisis or if you need to talk to someone or if you're having thoughts of suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The number is one eight hundred two seven three talk or one eight hundred two seven three seven two five five. Don't do this alone. If you need someone to talk to or you're feeling depressed and you've been feeling depressed for a long time, there are people that can help you. And if you just call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, they'll be able to stir you in the right direction. Don't take your life. And they'll be able to help you with certain hidden issues or, you know, what you need to do, but it's 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 sad, you know. Uh, remember um, Alexander McQueen, another fashion designer who had took his life as well, you know. So it's it's really sad, really sad. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, he knew that he knew he was good enough to earn roles written for his white counterparts. The Black Panther star revealed that he stopped taking auditions for roles created specifically for black actors because of the bias built into the character. 
He didn't want to be typecast, in other words. Now, Jordan told Issa Rae in Variety's Actors on Actors interview that he 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 only wanted roles that were written for white men. That's it. That's all he wanted to do. He wanted to play those roles and going in to make it what it is. Now, Jordan used the 2012 sci-fi thriller Chronicle as an example. He auditioned for the role of the white teenager Steve Krasinski and performed as well that director Josh Trank changed the name and the character to Steve Montgomery and cast him. The strategy, which uh, Jordan said received no pushback from his agent, has served him well so far. Besides Black Panther, he recently starred in Fahrenheit 451 and Creed and is set to reprise his role in the sequel later this year. Good for you, Michael, because that way you know you can keep working. Because uh, it's been uh, it's been known in Hollywood that there's not enough good roles for actors of color. Same thing with uh, black women actors. There's not enough roles, so you have to go out and audition for roles that are normally written for white men and women in order to not be typecast in that same type of uh, typical role. You know, back then it was like, oh, the pimp role or the prostitute, and they always type a black actor or actress. Now that... You know, now there are more of uh, of actors in color. They're not just going to go for the stereotype roles, and they shouldn't. You know, so good for Michael. He'll always stay working. He will always stay working. Uh, late uh, late uh, entertainment icon uh, David Cassidy. He revealed in the weeks before his death, that he didn't actually have dementia and was still struggling with alcohol addiction. The Partridge family star admitted in a phone call to an A&E documentary producer two months before he died that he had lied about his sobriety after telling those close to them he stopped drinking in 2014. Now, Cassidy, who died on November 21st from organ failure, made the revelation during a recorded call after he was taken to the hospital following a medical scare. Cassidy told the filmmaker, quote, I have a liver disease. There's no sign of me having dementia at this stage of my life. It was complete alcohol poisoning, unquote. The actor and singer who died at 67 had told the public in February of 2017 that he was suffering from dementia shortly after an alarming concert performance near Los Angeles where he slurred words and fell off the stage. And Miley Cyrus has teamed up with Converse bosses to create a new collection of gay pride-inspired kicks to benefit her Happy Hippie Foundation. The pop star launched a nonprofit in 2014 to combat youth homelessness and support the LGBT community, and now she's using her ambassadorship for the classic footwear brand to raise money for her charity as part of Gay Pride Month, which is June. The We Can't Stop Hitmaker had classic uh, Chuck Taylor high tops decked out with the rainbow studs, another pair with rainbow polka dots, and one white canvas sneaker with a raised ra- uh, rainbow platform, as well as black low tops selling online from $65 to $95 a piece. A limited edition of clothing accessories, including a tracksuit, T-shirts, and caps, are also available in the Converse Pride, uh, Pride and, and the Miley Cyrus collection. 
And Miley Cyrus kicked off her partnership with the footwear brand in May, releasing her line of glittery gender bender wear with her diverse fans in mind. And funny man Jerry Seinfeld is facing an amended lawsuit and injection request over his comedian in Cars Getting Coffee TV show. Producer Christian Charles filed suit in February claiming he pitched the idea for the series that was to become the comics talk show hit in 2002, and he teamed up with Jerry to shoot a pilot in 2011. He alleged the former Seinfeld star decided to ditch him and do the show alone, and Charles is seeking financial compensation. Uh, in April, Seinfeld responded to the lawsuit as the show hit its new Netflix home, admitting that while Charles did direct the pilot, the idea was all his own. He also insisted he filed documents to copyright the names of the first episode, not the concept, 10 days before Charles moved to obtain the rights to a similar name for a full series he was calling Comedian Cars Going for Coffee. Seinfeld asked a judge to dismiss the lawsuit, arguing if, if Charles did have grounds to sue, the three-year statute of limitation for copyrights claims had long expired, as the first installment of Comedian and Cars Getting Coffee, Coffee aired online in 2012. Now, Charles, who was representing himself, recently obtained a lawyer, and on May 25th, the attorney filed an amended complaint. In the new papers, the plaintiff alleged Seinfeld had no creative input on the pilot episode and complained he did not want to be a part of filming. However, the 64-year-old was so happy with the finished project, he wanted to film more episodes. A dispute over compensation in 2012 led to a falling out, and Seinfeld and Charles subsequently lost contact. Charles is now requesting injunction, but the comedian lawyer is vowing to fight the new lawsuit. Right now we have 21 minutes uh, after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. every Wednesday afternoon, I give you the latest of entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you want to know more about the show and you are a registered listener here on Blog Talk Radio, make sure you sign up. Hit the follow-up button on top of the show page, and it will send you a reminder. Also, if you can't listen to the show in its entirety, you can always come back, listen to the archives. Uh, you can also listen to the show on the Facebook page, or you can also catch us on Stitcher.com. That's a website with over um, probably over 100,000-plus radio shows and podcasts. You can catch the show on there. Just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio in the search box, and you can uh, listen to the show from that website as well. Usher has been accused of refusing to turn over his medical records in an ongoing herpes lawsuit. The star is facing court action from Quantasia Sharpton, who claimed the musician put her at risk by failing to inform her he had an alleged sexual transmitted disease before their reported makeout session at the Days Inn Hotel following a concert in Atlantic City, New Jersey, in 2014. She did not con- uh, contract. Uh, she did not contract the sexual transmitted disease, but according to the Blast, an unidentified man and woman who are using their alias. John and Jane Doe are also included in the lawsuit, and the male is alleging he had sex with Usher at a spa in Los Angeles. He has filed a motion to obtain Usher's medical records and any information about possibly past settlements after the singer allegedly refused to release them. 
John Doe is also asking a judge to issue a protective order over the ushers' records to avoid them being released publicly. A judge has yet to rule on John Doe's request. Usher, who separated from his second wife, Grace Miguel, earlier this year, has denied the allegation in the lawsuit and previously asked a judge to dismiss it. And Chance the Rapper had to rush Kevin Hart out of a recent beer yoga class after the comedian got a little tipsy during the fitness experiment. The Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle star invited various celebrities to join him in alternative workouts for each episode of his YouTube series, What the Fit, and he called on Chance to partake in a new kind of yoga class for his latest episode. Now, in the show, Kevin picked up the hip-hop star in a cab via ride-sharing app Lyft and explain the premise of the unusual activity. The pair decided to warm up for the challenge by making a stop at a bar where the stars ordered shots of tequila and two beers before heading to the yoga studio upstairs. Now, however, Kevin was already feeling the buzz of the alcohol as the class started and proceeded to crack jokes while they joined in the beer-themed exercise. He ended up spilling more than half of one pint as as the session uh, came to a close, prompting an amused chance to say uh, this is totally disrespectful to anybody that really does yoga. Now, Kevin didn't thank the group for allowing him to film his What the Fit segment during their class and confessed he had too much to drink. Kevin previously recruited fellow co- uh, comedy stars uh, Tiffany Haddish, Terry Crews, and James Corden, among others, to appear on his What the Fit series. And you guys have to check it out. If you haven't watched this series, it is hilarious. You have to catch this show, What the Fit. It's on. It's online. I think it's on uh, YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's the YouTube series, so you make sure you check it out. And pregnant rapper Cardi B is calling out on authorities to reopen, get this, her old strip club in Brooklyn uh, after it was shuttered by local police. Now, Club Love and Lust was closed down last month after its owner, Imran Jaran, accused former precinct chief Emmanuel Gonzalez of unfairly targeting the venue amid allegations of a failed blackmail attempt. Jaram claimed the raid was ordered by Gonzalez after his demand for free gifts, like round-trip plane tickets to Puerto Rico following Hurricane Maria last year, were dismissed. 50 Cent! Rapper 50 Cent previously protested the closure of the business in a post on Instagram last month, and now Cardi, a former stripper, has weighed in on the uh, the controversy at her old place of work. And uh, this is what she posted on Instagram, on her Instagram timeline early early on Monday, June 3rd. She said, quote, justice for lust. Unquote. The Bodak yellow hitmaker, who still has fond memories of her stripping days, has since traded in the pole for a microphone stand after taking the music industry by storm with her debut album, Invasion of Privacy. She's currently on maternity leave as she prepared to welcome her first child with fiancé Migos rapper Offset, but she is already making plans for her stage comeback and has booked her first post-baby festival gig. 
Now, Cardi will join Nas and Miguel as a headliner for the One Music Fest 2018, which will take place in Atlanta, Georgia, on September 8th and 9th. Other artists of the bill include T.I., Jeezy, Big Sean, Nas' ex-wife, Khalees, and Brandy. The star is expected to be performing on the second day of the annual bash, as she will be in Denver, Colorado, supporting Bruno Mars on his 24K Magic Tour on September 7th and 8th, when she makes her live return as a new mom. And uh, Debbie Reynolds' son is annoyed by numerous reports suggesting the Hollywood icon died of a broken heart a day after losing her daughter, Carrie Fisher. The Singing in the Rain legend passed away on December 28, 2016, just hours after losing beloved Star Wars actress Carrie, who had been in a critical condition following her massive heart attack on a flight from London to Los Angeles four days earlier. It was widely believed that Reynolds had succumbed to the pain of a broken heart, but her son, Todd Fitcher, Carrie's younger brother, insisted that it wasn't, it wasn't the case at all. Instead, he claimed Debbie chose to let go so she could join her daughter in the afterlife. And according to Todd, Debbie used her last moments to share her burial wishes for the mother and daughter duo. And, uh, and this is what he said in the answer. He said, um, Quote, she had previously said, for example, I don't want a big fancy memorial tomb. And then she said to Eddie, hour before she left, maybe it would be good to have something since now that Carrie was gone. Fans might want to come and see Carrie, and I might want to be there with her. The next thing uh, she he knew, she had closed her eyes and said, I want to be with Carrie, unquote. Now, Todd's comments echo his recollection of, of the double family laws and his new memoirs, My Girls of Lifetime with Carrie and Debbie. And uh, he also writes in the book that uh, he said, Debbie Reynolds willed herself right off this planet to personally see to it that Carrie would never be alone. That had been her driving force all of Carrie's life, including having me, Eddie, so that Carrie wouldn't be an only child, and it continued to be her driving force when Carrie left, unquote. Carrie and Todd were Debbie's kids from her marriage to singer-actor Eddie Fisher. Wow. Right now we have here uh, 29 minutes after the hour. Coming up, we're going to be talking about um, actor and singer Tyrese Gibson, a Apparently, he's facing a lawsuit over a unpaid credit card balance. I'll tell you uh, how much he owes. Also, comedian Tiffany Haddish said that uh, she has already mapped out her funeral. Yeah, she wants it to be one big hip-hop party. I'll give you the details. Also, uh, Mariah Carey said that she blames her bipolar 2 disorder on self-esteem issues she developed during, uh, due to her biracial background. And uh, Bradley Cooper, he's getting ready to return to co-executive produce the Stand Up to Cancer Telethon that's going to be in September. So all those stories and more coming up in the next half hour. Don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
about 25 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, featuring DJ Khaled and Cardi B in De Niro. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about actor and singer Tyrese Gibson. He's facing a lawsuit over an unpaid credit card balance. Bosses at credit card company American Express claim that the fate of the Furious Star owes 61000 on his car, according to TMZ. News of the lawsuit comes a day after he reported uh, Tyrese is seeking primary custody of his 10-year-old daughter, Shayla, so he can raise her in Atlanta, Georgia, with her, his new baby girl, who is due in September. Gibson and his ex, Nora, fought over custody in court last year after she accused him of spanking their child so severely she couldn't sit down. During the legal battle, Tyrese was prevented from seeing Shayla, but he was finally awarded 50-50 custody. And comedian Tiffany Haddish has her funeral all mapped out. She wants it to be one big hip-hop party. That's right. The Girl Trip star has counted off the items on her bucket list in a new Marie Claire interview and among celebrity encounters with Black Panther star Michael B. Jordan and Michelle Obama, she wants her send-off to be one big celebration of rap. Tiffany tells the magazine she likes a date with Jordan and a fried chicken girl night with the former first lady, and she doesn't want any tears at her funeral. The star also wants to help others by creating a complex for those in need of help. I hear you, Tiffany. A second woman has accused rapper Riff Rap of sexual misconduct days after his tour was canceled following a rape allegation. The rapper's real name is Horse Christian Simcoe, was due to begin a trek across Australia and New Zealand, New Zealand on Friday, June 8th, but his shows were pulled after a woman named Eliza Stafford accused him of drugging and sexually assaulting her backstage at a concert in 2013. Another alleged victim, 20-year-old Kelsey Doucette has now come forward telling website Jezebel she was assaulted at a concert in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 2015. She claimed the 36-year-old musician invited her on his tour bus and then forced her to lay down on a bed before touching her legs, trying to kiss her and asking her to have sex. Doucette said she resisted and was then allowed to leave the bus. On Facebook, Stafford accused the tiptoe wing in my jawdies of offering her a shot from a vodka bottle that was allegedly laced with prescription cough syrup. She claimed to have fallen unconscious and only woke up as he was finished having intercourse with her. Bosses at the Corner Hotel, a venue in Stafford, hometown of Melbourne, Australia, has announced they will host a panel discussion sexual harassment and abuse in place of the Riff Raff show that they had planned. Riff Rap is yet to release any statement respond to either allegation. And Mariah Carey, she blames her bipolar 2 disorder on the self-esteem issues she developed due to her biracial background. Mariah went public with her mental health battle in April, having been, having been diagnosed years earlier following a breakdown. The star father, Alfred, was an African-American and Afro-Venezuelan descent, and her mother, Patricia, family, disowned her for marrying a black man, an abandonment that upset the singer. In an interview with newspaper The Guardian, she opened up about her difficulty childhood effects on her mental health, saying that experiencing identity crisis as a child is at the root of the problem she faces today. 
The pop diva, even admits she wishes she had been born with darker skin so there was less ambiguity about her background. In the candid chat, Mariah also revealed she had been a victim of harassment in the music industry and spoke about her first marriage to record executive Tommy Mottola. She has accused him of controlling behavior, claims he's denied. The Touch My Body singer says she was strengthened by the relationship, which ended in 1997, but also feel it wounded her as she felt she had to ask permission to exist. Wow. And Bradley Cooper, he's returning to co-executive produce America Biennial Stand-Up to Cancer Telethon in September. Cooper took cha- uh, he, I'm sorry, he took charge of the fundraiser in 2016, and he jumped at the chance to oversee the 10th anniversary of the event create, created to raise cash for con- uh, cancer research. Two years, all, uh, two years ago during the last telecast, the movie star opened up about his late father's battle with lung cancer. In a preview of this year's event, Cooper sat down with the young leukemia survivor, Mitch Carbon, who uh, who turned to a new cancer treatment featuring during the 2014 Stand Up to Cancer Telethon after he was told he was terminally ill. The Stand Up to Cancer Telethon is typically a star-studded event that has attracted the likes of Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, and Celine Dion in recent years. The 2018 Stand Up to Cancer Telecast will air on September 7. And movie maker Brian De Palma is writing a new film loosely based on the Harvey Weinstein scandal. The Scarface director says his project won't feature a character named Harvey, but fans will be able to identify him. The movie will be about this scandal. It will be a horror movie with a sexual predator, and it will be set off in the movie industry. Disgraced producer Weinstein has been indicted on several sex crime charges following multiple reports he assaulted and harassed women. And Jared Leto, uh, Joker character, may finally get his own movie soon. The actor has reportedly agreed with Warner Brothers to reprise his take on the role for a newly announced standalone movie. The untitled Joker project is said to be in its early stages of development and does not have a writer or director attached. The new spinoff will be set within the DC Extended Universe, which will uh, also play home to Justice League, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, the upcoming Aquaman, Man and more. In addition to starring the 32nd to Mars frontman, will executive produce the solo pick. Plot details of the movie are currently unknown, but Variety suggests that the studio idea is to expand on the world created by Suicide Squad and tie into future installments of that property. It's also unclear whether the movie will take place before or after the previous announced Suicide Squad 2, which is believed to go into production sometime in 2019. This, however, won't be the only Joker movie that WB is currently working on. Um, The studio is already developing a Joker origin movie. In addition to two new Joker movies, WB is developing an untitled Harley Quinn project starring Margot Robbie. Kathy Yen is reportedly in talks to direct the spinoff. Furthermore, there will be an untitled Joker and Harley Quinn project with Robbie and Leto reprising their roles as the crazed lovebirds. And uh, Reese Witherspoon, she's on her way back to court for a Legally Blonde 3 movie. Thank goodness, because 
If you haven't seen the franchise Legally Blonde and Legally Blonde 2, you you have to watch. It is the most the most smart, the most genius, the most creative movie I've seen in a long time. And it stars Reese Witherspoon where she plays this woman who in other words, not the stereotype dumb blonde, but it seems that way, but she's she's smart enough to take herself to go to law school and actually be a lawyer. But if you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to give it away. You have to check this movie out. But, yeah, she's on her way to do a Legally Blonde 3 movie. MGM bosses are close to landing a deal with the actor to reprise her role as Elle Woods for the new comedy after calling on Kirsten Smith and Karen McCullough, who adapted the Amanda Brown novel for the original 2001 film, to pen the script. Now, Reese Witherspoon is on her way back to court, and she, uh, they said that uh, the original producer, Mark Platt, will produce alongside Witherspoon if she signs on, and this is according to Deadline. If all goes to plan, work on Legally Blonde 3 will start straight away. Now, Witherspoon last portrayed Elle Woods on the big screen in 2003, Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. The actress is very busy these days, as well as reprising her role as Madeline Martha McKenzie in HBO series Big Little Lies. She's also producing a documentary about tennis legend Martina Navatilova and developing Are You Sleeping, which is based on Arthur Kathleen Barber book of the same name for Apple. Reese is also currently shooting a movie show drama in which she stars opposite Jennifer Aniston, while another TV project, Little Fires Everywhere, had landed at Hulu following a headline-grabbing multiple network bidding war. I can't wait. Hopefully she'll sign on because... The the first two were great. You know how you know when the the first one is always the best, and then the sequel come out, and it's like, eh, it's not as good as the first. Both movies were great, so hopefully the third one will be even better. Right now we have here uh, 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm gonna go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day. So stay tuned. Let me wind up the things till it pile up Big bumps are y'all just a wine and a wall up Let me spoil me a stock till it pile up My money now, so it's my money now
watch the hella jump up. Me about to jump till the cocky broke. My girl, you nothing to own. When you cocky talk, up the top, why they just a top? We no need bed, me a done. Every month, I do what me say. Hello? I want it. Ever line up on it. Big, big bummer, you yeah, don't stall it. All the time in the morning. Baby, put that on a jump from Neo from his Good Man Deluxe album called Pushback featuring B.B. Rexa and Stefan Don. All right, so we uh, got 10 minutes left remaining in the show. Kelsey Grammer is set to return to TV as a tough state attorney after replacing Brian Darcy James in a new legal drama series called Proven Innocent. James played the role of Gore Bellows in the show pilot, but the part has been recast by Empire co-creator Danny Strong and writer David Elliott, according to Deadline. James impressed producer who was hoping to cast him in a different role. Proven Innocent will also star Rachelle Lafere, who plays a top justice seeker after she was wrongfully convicted as a teenager, along with her brother for murder. Grammar character Bellows was the prosecutor who initially put her behind bars and still believes she's guilty. And Moonlight director Barry Jenkins is teaming up with Brad Pitt to bring a new series about the Underground Railroad to TV. Jenkins will direct all 11 episodes of Underground Railroad, which he also produced with Pitt's Plan B company for Amazon. The project is based on Colson Whitehead's best-selling novel, The Underground Railroad, which won a Pulitzer Prize and was named the winner of the 2016 National Book Award. The Underground Railroad will be released on Amazon Prime Video. And Miss America is making a huge shift. The next edition of the beauty pageant will not be featuring its swimsuit portion. The, con- con- the contest uh, announced on Tuesday, uh, on June 5th. In addition, the competition will be inclusive of women of all size. Gretchen Carlson, chair of the Miss America Board of Directors, said on Good Morning America, quote, we are no longer a pageant, we are a competition. She also goes on to saying, quote, we will no longer judge our candidates on their outward physical appearance, that's huge. The official Twitter account for the competition also take to the microblogging site to announce the big change. Rather than competing in bikinis, the contestant will be taking part in a live interactive session with the judges. According to a statement from the Miss American organization, the session will require the contestant to highlight her achievement and goals in life and how she will use her talents, passion, and ambition to perform the job of Miss America. Eliminating swimsuits is not the only change that has been made in the history of the 97-year-old event. Carlson revealed that the event gown competition undergo changes as well. The contestant will now be able to wear whatever they choose. The contestant will also discuss their ways to advance their social impact initiative during the part of the contest. Meanwhile, the talent portion of the competition remains the same. Carson shared that the hashtag MeToo movement is one of the factors behind the changes. 
and Dolly Parton's songs are to be tuned in. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it, her songs are, are getting ready to be turned into a TV drama for Netflix. Bosses at the streaming service had green light an eight-episode Dolly Parton anthology series, which will take a look at the stories behind her hits. Dolly will executive produce the series and appear in each episode. The deal is similar to the one that the country queen struck with NBC three years ago following the success of 2015 TV movie Coats of Many Colors. Dolly followed that up with Christmas of Many Colors, Circle of Love, and which she starred as a hooker. Dolly is also hoping to bring her larger-than-life 9-to-5 character, uh, Dora Lee Rhodes, Back to the big screen in the new movie, Rashida Jones, which is Quincy Jones' daughter, is developing. The country singer will return along with her co-stars Lily Tomlin and James Fonda for the revamp of the beloved 1980 office comedy to advise a new generation of working women how to get their own back on a sexist boss. Jones is reportedly working on the script with the original film screenwriter Patricia Resnick, and Dolly can't wait to get back on set as Rhodes. And uh, it seems like uh, ABC is not entirely letting Roseanne go. A new report suggests that the network is in talks to bring back the comedy from the death with a new reboot. However, the planned show is reportedly centering on Sarah Gilbert's Darlene character instead of Roseanne Barr, Roseanne Connor character. Now, according to TMZ, ABC honchos are exploring several options to revive the canceled show. One of the plans is rebranding the show and focusing on Darlene, Dan, played by John Goodman, and Roseanne Tomboy, daughter. Sarah is allegedly excited with the idea, calling the other cast members to check their interest in the event. ABC gives uh, the reboot, the green light. And according to a source, John is very interested in the project. Tom Werner, who produced Roseanne through his Carsey Werner, is said to be involved in the planned reboot. ABC hopes that it will save people who are affected by the shocking cancellation following Roseanne's racist tweet against Valerie Jarrett. Roseanne, who was behind the reason of the cancellation, recently begged ABC to save the show for the sake of cast and crew. Roseanne apologized after her tweet, which saw her comparing Jarrett to an ape, drew criticism. And Gabrielle Union's Bad Boys spinoff has been rescued by Bell Media bosses a week after NBC chiefs turned down the police series. Executives at the Canadian Broadcaster have struck a deal with Sony Pictures Television for a 13-episode run of the drama, which will also feature new mom Jessica Abba. The series, which will run on one of Bell Media's specialty entertainment channels, gives Union the chance to reprise her Sid Burnett character from Bad Boys 2. In L.A.'s finest, she transferred from Miami to Los Angeles to work as an LAPD detective partnered by a single mom cop played by ABBA. ABBA and Union will executive produce alongside Jerry Buckheimer and Jonathan Littman, among others. And Drake has landed a six-week at the top of the U.S. pop chart with Nice For What. His run has helped him tie Michael Jackson for the second most weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 among solo male artists. Both have notched up 37 weeks on top. Only Usher had more weeks at the summit among solo guys with 47, while Boys to Men, The Beatles, Rihanna, and Mariah Carey all have 50 upwards. 
Mariah rules with 79 cumulative weeks at number one. Post Malone cycle returned to the number two spot on the new countdown, while Drake God Plan drops to three. The track has now spent all of its 19 weeks in the top three, a feat that has no other song has achieved from its debut. God's Plan debuted at number one and spent 11 weeks on top. Donald Glover, This Is America, and Zed, Marin Morris, and Gray's The Middle Route out the top five. And the Florida Georgia line are heading to Las Vegas for a residency later this year. The country duo will kick off a five-night residency at Zappos Theater in Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino in December, according to E! News. The country act will be joined by 11-year-old viral sensation Mason Ramsey, who shot to fame after being uh, filmed yodeling yodeling, in his local Walmart store. Mason will open the FGL show in Las Vegas. And Shakira is celebrating her big return to the state after vocal issues forced her to postpone her world tour by seven months. The Hips Don't Lie superstar initially had to delay the start of her El Dorado world tour in Cologne, Germany in November as she struggled with strained vocal cords, but the health issues soon worsened as she suffered a vocal hemorrhage, prompting her to push back the entire European leg. The Colombian beauty also had to reschedule her North American shows, which had been due to kick off in January, but on Sunday, June 3rd, Shakira was back in the spotlight as she launched her trek in Hamburg, Germany. The gig went off without a hitch, and the singer took to Instagram moments after stepping off, uh, off stage to thank fans for their huge show of support. The Colombian Beauty also had to reschedule her North America show, which again had to be kicked back, uh, kicked off in January. And um, the El Dorado World Tour. Uh, will again kick on the road until November when she will conclude the track which was a homecoming show in her native Colombia. Wow. And Shakira busy schedule means she uh, will have little time to support her soccer star husband, uh, no, her boyfriend, Gerard, as he plays for Spain's national team in the World Cup, which begins in Russia on June 14th. And Beyonce and Jay-Z, they have announced that they will be giving away free on-the-run two tour tickets in return for some good deeds. In collaboration with You Charity, The Prince Trust, and Global Citizen, the Drunken Love Hitmakers will reward fans for being kind, charitable, and doing good for others by offering volunteers for the organization a chance to win tickets for U.K. and European dates of the tour, which which kicks off in Cardiff, Wales, on uh, on today, actually, uh, the the pair of general and VIP tickets are up for grab via an online sign-up system and auction, respectively. While the Prince Trust, with whom Beyonce worked with on her solo Miss Carter Show World Tour in 2014, will also be taking online donation to help young people in the UK facing life crisis like homelessness and unemployment. And Global Citizen, will uh, they went on to label the partnership a tremendous honor, adding through their collective support of their mission, Beyonce and Jay-Z have helped millions of people access clean water and sanitation, which is core to their mission of ending extreme poverty. The On the, uh, the, on the Run Tour 2 
We'll uh, we'll tour in UK and Ireland before heading to Europe starting on June 19 in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and continue on to North America where the duo will perform to 21 cities. Wow. And Nicki Minaj and her ex-boyfriend Meek Mills have been booked as headliners for the 2018 Made in America Festival. Fellow rapper Post Malone has been given top billing alongside Minaj for hip-hop mogul Jay-Z annual two-day festival in Philadelphia in September, when hometown hero Meek Mills will also be taking the main stage. Other acts set to perform during the, the Labor Day holiday weekend, September 1st and 2nd, include Janelle Monet, Miguel, Diplo, Zed, Alicia Cara, Fat Joe, Ty Dolla Sign, Belly, and Rich the Kid. Jay-Z, uh, found, uh, he f- founded the festival in 2012 and headlined 2017 Bash alongside J. Cole. And uh, also, the uh, Jay-Z will make his official concert comeback at the 2018 Hot 97 Summer Jam, I'm sorry, Mick Mills, he's going to make his official concert combat at the 2018 Hot 97 Summer Jam gig in New Jersey on June 10th after surprising fans at the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami, Florida on May 12th by joining DJ Callie on stage for a brief set. Wow. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.